Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. Today you're listening to episode 72, and I'm talking with Tia Stone. Tia is the mama four. She's a marathon runner. She's a 5K runner. She's a 10K runner. She's a one-mile runner. She races all the time. This woman does like 30 races a year. I've been following Tia's blog for quite a while and follow her on Instagram. She ran her first sub-three-hour marathon just a few years ago, and I loved following her journey, and in this episode, we talk about that. We talk about how she reached those goals and how she balances all of her training with four kids. We also talk about the track club that she started for kids in her town, which is a really cool idea and something I think a lot of us could even replicate. Before we get started talking with Tia, I want to talk to you guys about the Kind Snack Club. If you're like me, you grab a Kind bar at the grocery store checkout line on your way out, and it's usually about $2. Well, for just $10 a month, you can join the Kind Snacks Club. For a $20 value, you're getting it for just $10, and it's delivered to your door free shipping. I got my first order a few weeks ago. I raved about this on the last episode, but I'm still going to rave about it because I'm still thinking about it. The roasted jalapeno kind bar was so delicious. And there's all kinds of other sample snacks too, which I really liked for my kids as well because they had some little fruit bars that I wasn't particularly interested in, but my kids loved. So all kinds of good stuff. And of course, you know, they had the standard dark chocolate nuts and sea salt. Lots of good options in the kind snack box. So go to kindstacks.com slash another and get your first box delivered to your door. In like two or three days, you'll be so excited when you have this awesome little package on your front steps and you can thank me for that, for sharing that with you. So kindsnacks.com slash another. And as I always say, when you order from one of the sponsors of the show, you're directly supporting this podcast. Um, so I really appreciate that as always. Hey guys, I have a Facebook group going. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hyde. I will put the link to it in the show notes. We're having a lot of fun over there. We're doing a book club. We're reading Ronda Rousey's book, My Fight, Your Fight. And it's just a great place where we can discuss episodes. We can discuss the book. You guys can give me feedback, both positive and negative, as long as you're nice. Um, and I'm just having fun getting to know the people that are in that community specifically right now. We're at just like 150 people and it's given me the opportunity to get to know some of my listeners on a deeper level. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. Check it out on the show notes. Come join our group. You guys can follow me on Instagram. That's my favorite place. Of course, I tell long, long stories over on Instagram instead of writing on a blog. Now I just write these really long Instagram posts. You guys can find me at lindsayhine626. And you can also find me on Twitter at Lindsay Hine and Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. There's a page and a group, you guys. Never enough social media, right? Don't forget the live show is happening on Saturday, September 30th. It's the same day as the Indie Women's Half Marathon. So grab a girlfriend, come to Indie, make a weekend of it, and then run the Half Marathon or the 5K, and then celebrate with us in the evening. I'll have returning guests Michelle Gonzalez, Maggie Dials, and Mary Johnson joining me for a panel. Just secured a wine sponsor for that, which is like obviously the most important part, Fit Vine Wine. I'm super excited to have them on board. You guys, once you do register for the live show, I will send you a personal email with a discount code for Indie Women's Half. So I have a $15 discount code for the half and a $10 discount code for the 5K. So make sure you get your tickets soon so I can get you that discount code and you can get signed up for the race as well. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get started chatting with Tia. Thanks for joining me today, Tia. 
Thanks for asking me. This was so, um, I'm just so honored. I'm really, really happy to be here and get to talk to you. So Tia is known sort of as Arkansas running mom, right? Right. Um, yeah, I just kind of, that just kind of came up at first. I was wanting to get into the running blog scene several years ago and I had no idea there there were that many running blogs out there. And just to kind of make it a little different, I thought, well, I'll just throw in Arkansas since I live here and it just became my thing, Arkansas running mom. Okay. So I think you're the only person I know that lives in Arkansas. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, it's definitely not as known out there with the running community. I mean, I know local, obviously local Arkansas runners, but I think when I all the, you know, follow on Instagram and other running blogs, there's really not a lot out there. It's, um, yeah. And I never thought I would be someone living in Arkansas myself either. So, but I've now been here this fall will make 20 years, uh, the longest place I've ever lived. So it's just become my home. Tell me how you got there. Tell me the process. Um, well, I was living in Southeast Florida, so much different, um, in West Palm beach area. And was running cross country and track there. And, um, I had a summer job at a dentist office. He, he had played football at a school here in Arkansas, Harding university. He was like, you know, you should check out their program. And it was a Christian college and I was interested. I came out to visit and I just love the campus. And I did meet with the coach and it really was just coming down to my times were not quite as competitive before that, but I really focused during my track season and worked really hard to get, have a, I had just had a really good breakthrough race for me and was able to get a, um, a scholarship. And when I came out, I only knew the coach. I mean, I came to a school 18 hours away, only knowing the cross country coach, but I mean, I was here for four years and made really good friends and yeah, it just it really changed my life. So brought me here and I thought I would be leaving. And I did leave and move to California for a little bit, but I ended up coming back. So. so you met your husband in California though? I did. My parents moved there right before my senior year of college. And I was actually trying to get a job to stay in Arkansas since it was about to be my senior year. And uh, it really, it fell through at the last minute. So I thought, well, I'll just go to California. I mean, it's not a bad summer to, <laughs> to spend right? in California. So I met him less than a week after I got there and we started dating right away. And I mean, I knew within a couple of weeks that we would get married. I just had to finish out my senior year. So we kind of had a long distance relationship my last year of school. And he came out to visit a couple of times, but we were really not together much <laughs> during that year because I was in Arkansas and he was in California. But we got married right after I graduated. So, um, so is he from California? He is. He's from the Bay Area. He lived there most, his whole life. So um, he was there. We lived there right outside San Francisco. Um, but the, just the cost of living was high then, and he was still wanting to finish school. So we actually came back to Arkansas since I had a teaching license here. And he finished school, but then got offered a job. And he now teaches at the university. He's finishing his PhD at the moment, um, his dissertation. So we're, we've been here and all our kids have been now born and go to school here in Arkansas. So then you took a big break though, like after school, after college, you guys got married and you started having babies and you kind of just ran to 
stay in shape and lose the baby weight and all that, right? Right. Um, I just got really burned out in college. I loved that time running in college, but oh, when you wake up for you know early morning runs and then in the heat in the afternoon and you're traveling on weekends to races, it just it's everything and. I was so ready to be done with that. I just wanted to get married and have kids. And I thought, I will never, I just remember thinking, I'm never going to wake up early to run again because no. I don't have to. <laughs> I just thought I would never do that. And I, I mean, I hated longer distance running. I thought 10K was so long. And I remember we had one conference, one track meet and a friend of mine, I'm like, I will switch. If you can, I'll do the 5K for you. If you can do the 10K. And <laughs> We had to clear it with our coach. He's like, all right, if you want to. Because I thought, I never want to run more than a 5K. It's just too much. And, yeah, I took a big break, though, after college, just home with kids. And I probably, I mean, now I look back and I think, wow, I probably missed some really fast years in my 20s of running. But I had no interest in it. And, I mean, my kids were so young and close together. I don't know how I could have managed it. I look at you know, some moms on Instagram with little ones, one or two, they're pushing in strollers. And I mean, we had a single jogger and then we got a double jogger, but I really hated it. It was so hard pushing these, you know, kids around in strollers. And if I did run for a little bit, I just wanted it to just be me, mm-hmm. um, just a tiny break. Cause I was home with them 24 seven and even like 30 minutes just out in the neighborhood jogging with a nice little break. And that was plenty for me. I felt like, Um, So, yeah, I just enjoyed a break, about eight years of just being home with the kids and just casual running to try to, you know, lose the baby weight. Well, and I think that I think there's like a pressure to get back in shape and like run really fast and and keep on these heavy distances, even when you have these little kids now because of Instagram, like you didn't have that when you were, you know, when your kids were little. So you didn't see all these other people doing it at that point in your life. So you just kind of were doing your thing, right? Right. And I am so glad that I didn't because I probably would have felt more pressure to, uh-huh. oh, why am I not that fast? Or can I, can I run, you know, a 5k right now at that speed or go out and do 10 miles at, you know, whatever pace, um, or look like that. Can I be wearing my sports bra and shorts, pushing a stroller? And <laughs> I mean, there was none of that. <laughs> so that was really good. It was you know, I'm just where I was and, and really enjoyed it. So I honestly, I might've missed some really fast times, but I've got to think that, you know, that worked out so I can be where I am right now. Cause well, who knows yeah. what I would have done then. <laughs> well, right. And like, where would you be now? Would you be burnt out in your thirties because you went so crazy in your twenties with it? Exactly. <laughs> and honestly, yes. like having babies back to back like that, I mean, you have four kids and they're all what, two years apart. Yeah, just about two years apart. It started even less than that. And the more I had, I spread it out a little bit more. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we could have a little bit more time here. I know that's how I, I have three and that's how I feel if we ever have a fourth. I'm like, I can give myself like way more time than I just gave myself for this last two. Yes. Because <laughs> by the time you like lose, get back to where oh. you were and you're feeling normal, then it's like, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant again. again. I know. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm nine months removed from my third and I'm like, okay, Lindsay. Give yourself like another, <laughs> at least another year on top of this to like be yes. yourself for an entire year. Yes. Yes. That really got me between my third and fourth when I started to spread it out a little bit more. 
we weren't even sure we were having a fourth. I always wanted four, but my husband had came from a smaller family and him and his sister, and he was he was really good with two. And then we had our third. He's like, well, this is good. We've got two girls and a boy. And I just thought, oh, one more. So I kind of had to work on getting my last one. But um, yeah, once we had, I'm like, okay, we are definitely done. And then the more removed you are from having kids, it's, you can't even think about going back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Waking up all the time and, and everything that comes with new babies. So is your youngest a girl or a boy? Boy. It, it goes girl, boy, girl, boy. And so oh, girl, boy, girl, boy. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. I think about that too because <laughs> our our youngest, well, and this is like you're so far removed from this phase at this point, but our youngest is almost nine months. And yeah, he's up once a night still. And I'm just like, uh-huh. <laughs> once, once a night is the kind of thing where like, that's fine. Once a night I can get up. I can handle that. That is not a huge deal. But man, to go back to that newborn phase again... Oh, yes. It's insanity. When, we, <laughs> when he was first born, we, the first night home, I, like we were waking up with him and I just thought, oh yeah, how did I forget it was this, this much? <laughs> like after I had already done it three times, like with the last one, I thought, how did I forget? I mean, you are up a lot. I'm doing um, this to myself. <laughs> yes. I chose to have this baby. <laughs> yes. Oh, good times. <laughs> so, okay. When did you run your first marathon? Well, that's kind of a crazy incident how that happened. I was, it's the one, one of the crazy things I did actually in college. One weekend, (laughs) some of my friends, we had just come off nationals cross country my junior year. And again, I hated long distance. (laughs) So let me (laughs) say that again. But a group was like, hey, we're going to go to Dallas. The Dallas White, it was, then it was called the Dallas White Rock Marathon. I think it's like the Mercedes Benz or it's something called something different now, but it was a Dallas in the beginning of December. I was in great shorter distance shape, but I thought, eh, this will be a bucket list thing. Cause I'll never do it again. Um, so I literally went into it with, I think my most I'd run was 12 miles was okay. my longest run. <laughs> um, I had no fuel plan. I mean, I brought nothing. I didn't have a watch, just went out there, with <laughs> some friends on the team and yeah, we ran a marathon finished. I remember there were points I felt so good. I was feeling so strong. Like I could do this. This isn't bad. What are people talking about? And then somewhere between 16 and 20, it got really bad. And there was a lot of walking. Um, cause there was no pace plan before that. So totally. who knows what, who knows yes. what pace plan <laughs> I ended up finishing at three forty-five, which I felt pretty, I had nothing to compare it to, but right. I thought eh, that's pretty good. And then one of the other girls in our team was a little bit ahead of me, and she ended up, I think, right around 335. She qualified for Boston, and I thought, wow, if I would have just been a little faster, I could have done that. Oh, well. And just <laughs> ruled it off like, well, I'll never, you know, that's it. I'm never running another marathon. So from that point, it was another 10 years until I ran my second. And that was actually an intentional, I planned because I wanted to qualify and, um, and it was actually in the, the same marathon, too. It was Dallas 10 years later. 10 years later. <laughs> yes, it took me 10 years to to decide I would want to actually try the marathon Put distance. Put yourself through that. So, so were yes. you like 31 then? I think I was. Yeah, 30, 30 or 31. It was, bef- it was between my third and fourth baby. Because after my third, my husband said, 
he thought it'd be fun to try running a half marathon, like to do a half marathon together. And at the time, I mean, that was, that, that is actually what got me out of my big running break (laughs) for eight years. Mm -hmm. When he said that, I thought, well, there'd be something fun. We could, you know, we could do it together. Another bucket. Like I thought I'll just run one half marathon and that's it. Just that seemed to be a popular thing. People were all like, Hey, I'm going to do a half marathon. Uh So we trained, we a few days a week on our own. And then every Saturday morning we had this college girl come over and it was a really good trade. She did her laundry and watched our kids for free. She was, we got to know her through her family. She's really sweet. And she just, she'd come over and we'd run at the time, like six or seven miles was long for me. So mm-hmm. every week we, we would build up. I think the most we got to was 10 or 11. Um, yeah, and we did it. And I, we finished in 212 and I thought, I just love this. I had so much energy when we were done. I thought I could just keep going. I should have, you know, I just wanted to keep going. So I, I had another, another friend who had qualified for Boston. I thought, well, I wonder how hard that would be to train <laughs> to qualify for Boston. So that became the next big goal. And was your husband at that point like, well, that's good for you, but I'm sticking with what we oh, just did. Yeah, he was done for a while. Um, he actually did one more. He's done one more half since then. Um, and that's to this day it. But I think he'll sometime do another. <laughs> did you run the whole thing together? We did. And that was also another thing where I think that's the last race we ran together. Because <laughs> it's one of those things where you Racing with someone can go either way. Typically, I think it can be more hard because you're usually at different places. Mm -hmm. And I've had this experience a ton with my kids Mm -hmm. where we would race together, especially my daughter, Abby, my oldest. Um, Yeah, you run together and then sometimes it's just good to run apart and then maybe cheer or or catch them at the end or something like that. So Yeah, so you do run a lot of races with your kids, though. But when you do that, do you... A lot of times, do you race and then go back and find them, or do you do you reserve some races where you just run with them to encourage them and run with them? Most of the time, I race and come back for them. Okay. But all of them, like their first 5K or their first their first couple races, my husband or I will do with them. Um, like my husband ran Abby's first 5K with her. She was five, uh, almost six when she did it, five and a half close to her sixth birthday, but typically it's a re- I'll race it and then go back for them. Yeah. But it helps because we, we usually pick a race that I've done a lot. So I'll know the course, how it is, if it's you know safe for the kids to go on their own, um, or if they'll need one of us. And if I can cut when I finish, you know, cut through an area to get back to them sooner. It just, you know, helps knowing it. You have a 258 marathon PR. So you yes. have achieved the elusive break three oh, hours. <laughs> the sub three. <laughs> yes. Tell me about getting there. Um, wow. That it seems like it took, a, it took a while, and it was something that was a crazy goal. But one of a college friend who ran, I think she had Philadelphia. She ran a 259. And I remember when she posted on Facebook. It was really before Instagram. I was really even on mm-hmm. Instagram. But she posted a picture of her watch. And I just remember looking at what pace you had to average to run a marathon at, you know, a 259. I thought, wow, that's crazy. I could never do that. I mean, and I remember I was pregnant. I was like maybe seven months, seven or eight months pregnant with my youngest at the time. So I couldn't, you know, even run a sub seven minute for one mile. It just seemed Mm. like doing that for 26 was crazy. Um, 
because before then, my fastest marathon was a 335. Um, but I knew I had more in me, but I just thought I've just, I haven't had the time to really train because I've always been pregnant or nursing and, mm-hmm. you know, I just haven't. So once I had him, I, my big thing, I thought, okay, go to 320. I really broke it up into pieces. Some people can take off more at a time, but I just, that's not me. I, I would rather race more and do smaller pieces than go a year in big chunks. So I started with 320. I did that. I got a 319. So I cut it pretty close, but I paced it just so I knew I could make it. And then the next goal was, okay, 315. And then got right at 315. Then I thought, okay, the next thing seemed like it'd be 310. But I um, I made a 311. So I thought I got to try. I went another month later, um, 309. Then a couple months later, 307. And then right after that was a 303. So it was moving down. This process probably took, it took almost two years. And I don't know what it was that, like eight marathons in the middle there. And from the 303, there was actually then a 302. And that one, the 303 was my first Boston in 2013. And that was, I had dropped from the 307 and it was just so, I had never expected the 303. But I really worked hard after that to go sub three. It didn't, it just didn't, did not happen. I did the Bass Pro Marathon in Missouri and the 302, it just got really hard. I think I went out because I was going for that 645 pace and, um, got, was trying to go for St. Jude's. They actually canceled it that year for weather. And so I found there was a local one. It was the first year they were ever doing it, um, called Three Bridges Marathon in Little Rock. And I usually don't do inaugural races, Mm -hmm. but I was really desperate. (laughs) I really wanted to do sub three in like the end before the year end of 2013. So, um, this was December and I got in, there was an opening from the wait list and I just, uh, went for it that year and had my family out. It was a, it's a small, small race. Um, but there's really good sections for cheering for family. So my husband brought all the kids out who were at the time, I guess they were two, four, six, and eight. Um, he had them all at different sections of the course cheering, and and I made it. That was a two fifty nine. So that was my first sub three, um, and it was definitely. I mean, it was great. I could not have been happier because it had been, you know, taken off little chunks at a time. And then I thought I could do more. I thought, well, I'll try a little bit more, but. Um, the next spring, I did get a two, another 258 in Pennsylvania with my sister at a marathon. Did she and run a 258 too? No, she did, I think, a three, ooh, uh, 17 or 20. or It was a PR for her. And she is, I mean, she's, I don't know if you follow her running at all. She's kind of, she got Instagram in the fall and she's really come a long way. She's at a 307 right now. Oh, what's so her she's, Instagram handle? Um, Tricky Runs. Tricky, T-R-I-C-K-Y? C-K-Y, Tricky Run. Yes, it's my mom's, my mom's name, my grandma's nickname, my mom's name, and she named my sister. Okay. Tricky also, so, yeah. Okay, well, I just started following. I didn't even (laughs) know, I didn't know you had a sister, I didn't know any of this. Oh, yeah, I have four younger sisters. Where is she? I'm the oldest of five. Wow, five girls? Five girls, and she is the second oldest. She lives in Connecticut. Then the third and fourth are actually in Arkansas, too, now. They went to college here in 
met, married and lived here. And then my youngest sister lives out in Nashville. Okay. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Five girls. Now, are you the two that run the most? We are right now. Um, the fourth one and I are the ones that ran in college because the she ran cross country and track also. Tricky. And then my middle, the one in the middle, they played soccer in college. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So she. Okay. Well, I have a new fun person to follow. <laughs> yeah, she is fun, and she um, she's really just improving so much with her training and um, works so hard. She teaches art and works full time, so she wakes up really early to run, and yeah, she does great. <laughs> does she have kids as well? It's his mom on here, right? Yeah. Yeah, she has two boys. Okay. Oh, cool. Very yeah. well. That's fun that you guys can yeah. share that together. <laughs> So what did you, so, I mean, man, that's, it seems like a lot, you race so much. Like, it seems like a lot of people do a spring marathon and a fall marathon, but when you, yeah, like when you were knocking down to that 259, you were running several marathons a year. So tell me, what did you do to like recover from one to then go out and run another one six weeks later or whatever? Uh, well, well, I, I mean, cause that, that year of my 259, I think that was the fourth I had two in the spring and then two that fall. And I mean, it was five or six weeks after my other marathon. So looking back, I think, how did I do that? I was in really good shape. I was younger. I mean, like four, that was four years ago. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. guess I could recover quicker in my um, early to mid thirties than I can now. Um, I did, I don't know if that built on that, but I did a couple months later, I, I got my plantar fasciitis for the first time. Mm. So I did go through that. Um, which I guess is part of racing a lot. I don't, I mean, I don't know. And in increasing mileage, I, um, had, I was getting massages pretty regularly. Then I had someone locally that was sponsoring me who since, um, now she works on a cruise ship, so she can't do that anymore. I'm no, like, oh, I need to find another her. another good sponsor like that. Yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I do race a ton. Um, I don't go into every race though. Like, oh, this is my A race or goal race. I do a lot of use them as training parts of parts of my training where my big goal is the marathon, but I'll you know run a 10 K or some five K's in there just as a speed workout that week. I know I probably make it really hard for my coach because I'm like, Ooh, I've got another, (laughs) another race coming up, but we have this awesome in here in Arkansas. It's this, it's called Arkansas Grand Prix series. And it's a series of 20 races from January to December Okay, with one mile being the shortest distance. And, and there's only one, one mile race and there's one marathon distance. And then all in the middle are like four or five, five Ks, a couple 10 okay. Ks, two halves. I mean, just different distances two two mile races. Um, and you can, I mean, there's, you get points for different ones up to your five. They count your best 10. So you don't have to do all of them. If you happen to do all of them, it's called iron runner. And it's really easy to get sucked into being iron runner. I did it last oh, year. No. And I'm, I'm halfway through doing it this year. Cause last year I did it with my daughter and they have a kid's iron runner schedule because obviously they're not going to run yeah. the marathon or the half marathons or the 20 K they take out the long distances for the kids. But anyway, so I did it with her and then, you know, with you, when you've got kids, when one does it, the other, like my son saw her getting her big certificate, like plaque award last year. Cause she was the only girl that did it. He's like, can I do it next year? Mm. <laughs> so 
I'm like, well, maybe, because that means I've got to come out to all those races, which, you know, I'd love to do, but I've got to see if it's okay with the rest of the family. So when you so. do all those races, do you, so you use a lot of them as speed sessions for like, you know, a bigger goal in mind or whatever. Yeah. Um, and if you trained like hard specifically for just one of them, you would probably run that specific one a little bit faster if that was your goal mm-hmm. race. But do you think it lessens your nerves for racing because you put yourself in the atmosphere so often? I think it does. I mean, I used to get so nervous in high school and college I mean, it was like <laughs> deathly nervous. I was just like so almost so sick in my stomach. I mean, how I felt with the nerves. And I don't know, different post-college, just running now when it's more for fun and when I want to do it. Um, I mean, I really like racing. But I, you know, when I can go into it knowing that I'm healthy and I've been training, um, yeah, I don't get as nervous. I, there's always you know, jitters when you're at the starting line. But one other thing with, with the running with the Grand Prix, I mean, you know, so many of the runners, mm-hmm. it's so different. Um, like when I'll do different races, like San Francisco marathon last summer or Boston this spring, it's so strange to be standing there with people I don't know or don't recognize just because, I mean, I know and recognize almost everyone at these, I mean, they're from all over the state of Arkansas, but they come to do these races. So I don't train with them, but I just see them and Mm -hmm. I know who I kind of pace around. And if I'm having a good race, I can stay up with certain people. Or if I'm not, um, you know, they pass me and I can't quite get them. And then I'm like, well, I hope I can still stay ahead of this other group that, (laughs) that I know, you know, so it's, it's just different. I mean, but it does help lessen the nerves when you know, when you're used to it and it's just a routine of, okay, Friday night, we get our race stuff out and Saturday morning, here's the routine of what we do. And, and if all the kids are going, how we do it, because it's, you know, getting four kids out the door by five 30 or six. Um, and if some of them are racing and then there's been times where if my husband isn't able to come and if, I mean, I've taken all the kids to races before, not often, but, (laughs) but it's, it's happened. And then you got to work out so many more logistics of, um, you know, picking up five packets or four packets or if, and if my youngest isn't running, having, you know, my friend watch him while I race and then, you know, so it's just, it's just part of it. Hey everybody, before I continue my conversation with Tia, I just want to give Kind Bar one more shout out. You guys get your snack club box for $10 shipping included $10 and try out all kinds of good snacks that Kind Snack Club has to offer. You guys go to kindsnacks.com slash another. Go on over there. Do it right now. Kindsnacks.com slash another. And get this box delivered to your door. Kind Snacks are made in the United States. They are made with ingredients you can recognize and pronounce. They use high-quality, nutrient-dense whole ingredients like whole nuts and whole grains. When I look at a package and it has very few ingredients... I automatically give it an A-plus in my book. So I'm digging the Kind Snacks. I always have, always will. Kindsnacks.com slash another. That's just a dollar a bar, guys. All right, let's continue my conversation with Tia. So you, and you're, st- you're 38, right? Mm, right. And you're still going for PRs? I am. This, um, 
I know I'm getting, I'm kind of coming up against where it's harder. It's definitely harder now to PR than it was. That year that I had that my first sub three was a huge breakthrough year with like almost every race. When you're, when you're starting out, I mean, it'll come to, there'll be a year where like almost everything you run, you can like set PRs. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're just regularly training and like, Ooh, I, whoops, I set a 5k or 10k uh-huh. PR, but, but the more you do it, it does get harder. And as your times get lower, it definitely gets harder. And it, you honestly, you can't maintain that fitness level nonstop. Uh-huh. You've, there's got to be a, a downtime. And so I've, over the last four or five years, I've, I've learned that. I mean, my body is like, Ooh, hold up. We need a little break here. And yeah, you just, you just have to, I still keep trying. I mean, I feel like there's still, I can still do a little bit more in the marathon. I don't know about the half or the 5k. I mean, I'm still going to, you know, go for it. But this year, um, I think my only PR has been the two mile which ironically was six days after my marathon. Wow, six days? Um, How were you recovered enough to do that? <laughs> I don't, I really don't know. I mean, I didn't do anything that week. Mm-hmm. And, and it was Little Rock, so it was a tough, that's a tough course. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really didn't do much. I just got out there and, and thought, I'll see what I can do. And it beat my high school time and my, my last two-mile time. So I was really happy with that. And we had another two mile race in June, but early in June, but it was right after, I mean, I had, I was taking off some time for plantar fasciitis, um, crept up on me after this spring. I did a big trail race and it kind of snuck in there. I was trying to combine speed work and trail running and just too much. I think I just do that because I just love racing. So I've got to, I've got to learn to space it out a little bit better. But. Now you you won Little Rock the last two years. Yes, it's um, it's kind of one of those things I had always loved doing that race, and um, it was a huge goal. I never really thought I didn't know you know you never know who's going to show up, right? Who, what the competition will be, or if it will happen. But um, yeah, it was kind of one of those dream come true race scenarios, and now it's just yeah, it's my favorite race. Um, even right now, I'm thinking, okay, I've got to just get healthy and train so I can be back for March. Is that when it Little is? Rock. It's in March? It's in March, every March. Um, is that your next marathon? Yep. It could be. Um, I actually had planned on, well, two this fall, but I don't know <laughs> that I'm going to be able to do them. So Because of the yeah, plantar fasciitis? Yes. I just want to go into them, go into it healthy. I mean, I'm kind of yeah. coming out of it right now, but it's you really, I mean, you've got to cut back mileage oh, yeah. and training. And so I have not been where I want to be the last eight weeks. So I'm, cause I'm really trying to watch it. I don't want this to drag on too long. So I just don't know. I had one originally planned for November and December, but uh, who knows? I'm right now. My, the biggest goal race I have is, is going to be March for Little Rock. So so how many miles a week do you run when you're peaking out to try to break three or, you know, run a fast marathon? Because you ran Little Rock in three three hours pretty much. The last two years. Yeah, I've been right at the three hour, three hours in, in a few seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another goal of mine is just to break three in Little Rock. It's, yeah. Um, you got to, I guess, run that course right because mm-hmm. of the different placement of hills and the long stretches. So, um, yeah, I think I peaked at like 82. Oh, wow. It's usually okay. in the, it's like in the seventies to 
typically. That was just one week I did okay. in the 80s. The rest are probably 60 to 70. Yeah, I didn't know that you ran such high mileage. How, do you, do, how do you do that and stay um, healthy? Injury-free, I mean. Um, yes. Um, well, I... I mean, I'd run in the morning. Some of it, some of them were easy runs in the afternoon with my daughter or, mm-hmm. you know, if she's, we're with my kids, if it's like two or three, you know, three or four here, I just tried to, tried to be smart with it. I mean, obviously right now I'm kind of watching it with this, but I mean, I take a hot Epsom salt bath every night okay. <laughs> with Dr. Teal's um, Epsom salts. I just, that's my thing. After the kids go to bed, I just like to. Every night. Yeah. Just every night just to relax my muscles. It just helps. It's just very calming and helps me relax because I know I'll be waking up early to run. So yeah, it's, I go through these bags of Dr. Teal's, um, there's different relax and relief. There's, there's all different kinds, but I go through them. I mean, I try to get a few bags at a time because I just use a scoop every night. Wow. Okay. And then do you do, (laughs) do you do yoga or strength training or anything? I was doing some yoga in the fall and I might start up again, but my core routine almost every night I do a hundred pushups um, or I'll rotate. I've built up to that. I mean, I don't do a lot of uh, like other core work or gym work. I'm trying to add that in now, but probably for two years, um, it was just pushups and a little bit of, and some planking. Mm -hmm. So like at night, be, try to, I try to do it while the bath is filling. <laughs> I do my push-ups. It just works out timing-wise. And I'll break it up. Like When I first started, it was girl push-ups. And then it was, okay, just do what you can of boy push-ups. So now it's, it's typically four sets of 25. Okay. Um, and I know you're probably not supposed to do the same thing every day, but hey, it's working. Uh, it, just wor- it, it <laughs> just works for me. <laughs> so... I might give myself one night a week. Like if I've had a really long run or a hard race, that would be my night off. Um, but I just kind of go with it. it. It works. So I'll do that. And then every other time I might add in a minute or two plank, but honestly, it's just the push-ups. <laughs> it's really simple. It's like no, no gym membership, just some push-ups. That's so good. You, so well, you're in <laughs> Arkansas. You don't have to deal with nasty winters, but you have to deal with running in the heat heat. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, there's really nothing, nothing easy about that. You just go early. It's still hot and just get, my motto is always just get through the summer. Yeah. Get through the summer and it always pays off in the fall. Um, but it's hard. You got to stop for water. You've got to do what you can, you know, you need to do. And last summer was probably my hardest summer. I've never had a summer marathon, but I, it was our 15 year anniversary. We were going to go to San Francisco, um, and I wanted to, I was doing the San Francisco marathon and it was July 31st. So it meant all of my training <laughs> was in Arkansas summer heat. Um, so that was really hard. I had some a poison. I got poison Oak from one spot. I had hid my gels and water and, um, seems like so many bug bites and breakouts. I mean, it was just everything. So I did learn a lot and I, I don't know that I'll do another, I don't know when I'll do another big summer marathon, but I guess I learned from that experience. <laughs> so you're coached by Mark Hadley. Are you still coached yes, by him? I am. Yes. Um, it's been a little over two and a half years now. Did he coach you to your with, sub th- first sub three? No, I actually started him um, after that. After I had um, 
had plantar fasciitis in 2014. I waited till I was healthy and I had kind of thought about having him for at least a year. Like I had followed um, Katie Edwards yep, Katie through Edwards. hers and he had her and I just saw how much she was improving and I always wanted, you know, to hire him, but I thought I've got to be in a good place, you know, healthy and get everything back on track. So once I felt confident where I was, I got, I hired him and, um, I've had him now since with my current PR was Chicago, my last one, um, that two fifty eight. So yes. So I've had him since then. So you ran a, you ran Boston this year. You ran a three eleven. Yes. Tell me about yes. that race. Was that, what were you training for? And Ooh. I mean, you've, You've ran Boston 303, so you've run it real fast. Yes, and that was such a good. I've had only run Boston once, and that was the year of the bombings. So, oh, that was your that was just a crazy. That was my 303. Now the whole race was amazing, and because I had not, I mean, I was going out for maybe a 305. Okay. I mean, I just, but it's one of those times where if you feel good, you just go with oh, it, totally. and it was one of those races. The whole experience was wonderful until. It wasn't afterwards mm -hmm. when we're all there um, and everything went crazy. But, yeah, I so that's the only thing I had to compare. And I had been wanting to go back to Boston since then just to have better better closure, better because, mm -hmm. you know, it just ended so panicked and awful. And I thought, I just want to go back so I can have a real Boston, <laughs> mm -hmm. a real Boston experience. So. Um, I didn't know what to do pace-wise just because I had run the Little Rock Marathon six weeks before. Oh, um, okay. I mean, that was my big race was Little Rock. Mm -hmm. Boston was kind of my add-on fun six weeks later. Those are the best thought, ones sometimes. Yes, but I thought it would be better than the 311 just because when I had done, you know, this several years, a couple years ago, it went from the 307 to 303. So I thought, well, if I could have improved then, who knows? Maybe I could, I mean, I was going for a sub three. Were you? Okay. And I, so I really was until as it got closer with weather, I started thinking, oh, cause I'm not, I just, I had already run one marathon in the seventies <laughs> in warmer weather in December. We had crazy, a crazy weather cycle. And it was like one day in the whole month had this random bad weather and it was the day of my marathon. So of course. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's how it always happens. So I had already done that in December and it was, it was really awful, but I think that helped, helped me know how to run Boston. Like mm -hmm. my mindset, I had already gone through this like four months before. So it, to me, it was not the end of the world just because that wasn't my age marathon. Um, I know some people had, you know, you train for months for that and then the weather happens and you can't do anything about it, but I still, I mean, I, enjoy, I love Boston. I hope, you know, I hope to do it again. It just was one of those times where you can't really go for time. Just, I was really about just finishing it. It was just, it got really hard. So, so I want to hear about the race series that you started the kids. Oh, track night. yes. Yes. The kids, kids track night. Um, well, we really didn't have anything in my town, for kids, we've got, you know, you've got soccer, t-ball, you've got all the sports for kids, but there was nothing for running. And one of my friends had attended in another city, they had some kind of in the summer, like a kids track night in a summer event. And so we thought we would start something similar here. And it, 
this was back in 2009. So we started it, but it really evolved into this big, this big running event now. And she's no longer doing it, but, um, we started, it's, it's six different meets a year. We start in April and we go through October. We take the month of July off, but it's one Monday night a month. We call it kids track night. And it's, we make it for kids age one to 13, which obviously is a huge <laughs> variety of ages and abilities, but it's so neat because, I mean, kids really come out in all ages, especially the younger groups, because for these parents, it's like their kid's first time in any sport mm-hmm. because most sports you have to wait until I think three or four or five. I mean, you have to wait, but we've got a heat. It's like the one and two year old heat. And oh, that's cute. we let the parents run with the kids. They can hold their hand. Um, and go with them, you know, the whole way. It's just, it's really sweet. But we start, um, we run like 50 meters, 100. They do the 200. Then we have a break with um, water, bananas, and oranges. And I've got um, a local smoothie place donates all of our fruit. Um, and then our big event is the mile. Or if they're younger, they can do one lap. So we have like the 400 or the mile and they can kind of pick which one they want to do. And sometimes afterwards we'll have a four by one relay. Like I got some batons and we have that set up. Um, if we have enough people and I have enough volunteers, then we can do the relay and the kids, that's probably their favorite event is the relay. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just have it. I have it broken into heats. When everyone comes, I've got a volunteer holding up a sign on the track in each of the lanes, like one and two year olds. And then we go three, four. We used to combine ages more. Now we really only combine one and two just because we have so many kids in each age group. So they line up in their lane like with their age. And we'll call each lane up to the starting line. I mean, I'm just up there with a microphone. All the one and two-year-olds and then three-year-olds. And they line up. So they're with their age. And if there's still a lot of kids, we divide it girls and boys. Um and I mean, I keep it rolling because, you know, track meets can get yeah, pretty long, Totally. but we keep this thing moving. So it is from six to 7 PM. I mean, I have, it's done at seven. Yeah. Cause <laughs> so, that could really linger if you let it. Yes. So, I mean, as soon as one age group gets to the end, I'm like, all right, go for the three-year-old. They get <laughs> to the end and I've called it my finish line dad. It's typically my husband. Um, if he can't make it, I've got someone else, but the finish line dad is always, you know, at the end where they're running to, they've got. Um, like we have kids track night t-shirts, so they know they're running to, I was like, run to Mr. John. And so they run to him. Um, so they know where to finish and then we start the next heat. So we keep it moving. Um, and parents can volunteer like leading an age group, um, you know, to the starting line each time, or they can just cheer and take pictures. Um, but I basically early in the spring, I send out um, a letter or contact different local, I mean, like our hospital, mm-hmm. um, dentist's office, different places in town. And I mean, I say this is for a free kids track night for the community. I mean, when you put something out there, we get everything donated. That's awesome. I mean, it is, yes, we've got, I mean, they send it money. So we've got t-shirts for the kids, food, everything is paid for. I mean, I've, I don't have to do anything like that. I mean, I just raise the money, but people want to help out kids, um, I mean, it's a free, right. <laughs> free fitness, you know, a way to promote running. And is it at a fun. local track? Yes, it's right track? here at the university, Harding University. We've got a track and they let us 
come out and use it. So from it's every, I mean, when we have it, it's Mondays from six to seven and I set the, the calendar early in the year. So I, I pick six Monday night dates. I kind of set it, set the dates and that's when we've got it. Um, we have a Facebook page that I keep, um, keep it going, promoting the event. We put it in the paper and people come out. We have Oh, usually 150 to 200 kids at different times that come out. Um, and it's one of those things I, I tell them, you don't have to make it to every track meet. You just come when you can. Mm-hmm. So we do get different ones every time. The very first meet in April, that's when we give out all the shirts. And then whatever shirts are left after that, I bring them to the meets. We might not have all the sizes. I just get a variety of sizes and hopefully it, it works for people that come. And then our very last meet, we give out the medals. And that's when, if they run the mile or the 400, they get a medal. And then the meets in the middle are more of practice. And, I mean, they're still meets, but we don't give out anything special at those ones. That's so fun. We definitely, we have an open track night at one of the high schools here, but it's $5. And it's not just for kids. It's for people of all ages. But So I like the idea of just doing, like, a kids thing and you know, in particular, like we live in the city. So I'm like, man, if I could like kind of do something just (laughs) like what you're doing and get kids that are, you know, underprivileged even coming in and doing this and participating for free. Um, that would be so cool. Yeah. That's my big thing was keeping it free. I had someone, you know, suggest, well, we could, I would even, you know, pay $5 or or something for like a whole year. But yeah, not everyone can. We've got kids come from the children's home, the local children's home. So I mean, my I just my goal is always to keep it free. Yeah. And honestly, you can raise the money. It's it's not that much work to get um to get local businesses, you know, hospitals and doctors and just places around town to know that hey, and I I mean, I send them pictures like a whole little newsletter of the kids running. I mean, you Uh look at all the kids running at the track. I mean, (laughs) that's so cute. So sweet. Well, and if those families that are able to want to, they could always donate like, you know, 25 bucks for the year or something like that, just to aid in any cost. If they want, if they feel like they want to pitch in. Yes, that's true. We haven't, we can definitely go that route. I've, there's so many possibilities with it, but when we, our first, First year, it was just every other week, and yeah. then it was kind of hard to manage. Then I did, like, 11 different meets, and it was kind of like me putting on 11 5 Yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it was a lot, so I cut it down to six, and it's just once a month with the break in July. So we really do it from when it starts. You kind of have to watch when it gets dark out. Mm-hmm. That's why October, we kind of cut it off. Yeah. From six to, after October, it's just too dark, and it gets colder. So we just meet during the warmer months. Um, of the year when it's light out and it's really worked well the last we've done we've been on this schedule the last few years well and I think once a month is a is a good goal like that's not too much but it's enough Mm -hmm. it's frequent enough that people are going to remember and think about it yes and the kids love it I mean I parents you know say oh they were talking about it they can't wait till the next track night or when it's been in the winter when do we start up again when's track night I'm like okay it's coming up on April you know tell them the day that it starts and then I'll see kids around town with their Cersei Kids Track Night shirts on. I love that just because I know, oh, they've come out. They've been there and they wear them all around. So I, because every year we have the same, same, it's the same logo, but I pick a different color for that year's theme. So yeah, I see different shirts around town. It's kind of, 
kind of nice. Well, and I love on your blog that in your about me section, it's funny because (laughs) it's like, I don't know. I recently updated my about me section like a few months ago, but before that it had been like several years. So I don't know when you wrote this, but I don't even know what it says. No, I just love that you say that you like to, um, like you like taking your kids to races with you and, and, and teaching them that being active is fun, but you also like to instill that like with hard work and practice that the possibilities are endless. And so I like that even at a young age, and your kids are getting a little bit older, especially compared to mine, but I like that at a young age you're instilling that in them. Like, this is fun, but hey, it's also cool to work hard if you want to and like see where it can take you. Yes. Yeah, I really, I probably wrote that after one of my daughters, (laughs) one of her runs, just teaching her, you know, you can do hard things when you practice. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things. So yeah, if you learn kind of as you go with parenting and and trying with kids, you know, introducing them to running, but not like you have to do this if yes. you want to. Um, just because I don't know how often, how long they're going to want to keep going to races or this will be a part of their life. Um, I don't know. I don't want to make it seem like something they ever have to do mm-hmm. um, if they want to. But, yeah, you can keep working. And, I mean, I used to think, okay, after college, you're done. I mean, you, there's uh-huh. no other sport possibilities. That's it. And then – you know, now it's like, okay, I'm 38, but I'm still, still trying to do my best. I'm still trying to PR. And then when I do turn 40, I've got, I mean, I've got a huge list of goals for, <laughs> for when I'm in the master's yeah. division. I've got all kinds of plans That's so for that. Cool. So yeah, so it's definitely something fun. Well, that's a good segue. So, um, we'll get to our end of the podcast questions. What's one thing professionally or personally you'd like to do that you haven't done yet? Well, the first thing is I would love to run an ultra. I, okay. <laughs> that's one of those things that's just out there. We've got a really big, I guess it's famous around here. It's probably not famous. I don't know if it is other places. It's the Arkansas Traveler. It's a 100-mile race. Um, and you want to do the 100 to, miles? I would love to do that sometime. I don't know. I, I'm guessing I'll need to be, <laughs> it'll be a few years from now when I my kids are a little bit older. Yeah. And I'm, Right when I turn 40, I've got some like, you know, I'd like to do some things with my time for road racing mm-hmm. while I'm, while I'm a early master's runner, early masters, but then yeah. I would, yes, <laughs> but then I would like to get into some more ultra running and trails and, um, and do that one race. That's one race I would love to do. Well, man, in that 80, I mean, if you average <laughs> in the seventies or eighties, like my husband does ultras sometimes. And it's kind of like, if you're already a high mileage marathon <laughs> runner, you don't have to change all that much to Too be much. able to go do it. You okay. know, um, I Good think it's, know. yeah, I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm no expert, but I think it's kind of transitioning some more back to back long runs and things like that. But I mean, when my husband trains for a marathon, his mileage doesn't really change all too much than when he's training for like a 50, you know? So it's just kind of a different way of running. Yeah. Yeah. I've never even, I mean, I haven't trained for one. I haven't run it. So I don't even know what, well, me neither. So this is what it would be. They're watching him. Well, that's good. (laughs) Good to know. I won't have to change too much because right now I think, Oh, I don't know what I have to do with, right. You know, with running, but like how many more miles can I run? And yeah, I really, you know, I can't do too much more. It's kind of pushing it. Um, okay. So if you had one message to send to the world, what would it be? Boy, right now at this stage, it would be um, love and spend time with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my big, you think of what the focus is right now. And it's just, 
Yeah. Love others. That's good. I actually just put, <laughs> I just put a uh, little sign in my bathroom downstairs and it says above all else. else? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I got it from a website. I think it's called Rolly or something. R-O-O-L-E-E. I think that's what it is. But anyway, it's super cute. And that's exactly Aww. what it says. So yeah, it's, I'm gonna have to take a picture of that and put it in the show notes. Yes, you should. I um, I did a whole. I was teaching my daughter's Bible class once a semester, a semester ago, and it was all on. Basically, all we did was memorize the whole book, First Corinthians thirteen, on love. Because mm. I thought these girls, they're at an impressionable age mm-hmm. of everything, with junior high, and I just thought, and that was the greatest of these is love. It was so that was kind of our message. <laughs> that's a good message, and that's a really hard age to be a girl. <laughs> Yes, and I think it's getting harder. Yeah, so she's I thirteen. Like. Yeah, you're she like is thirteen, and it. she's you know got all our friends are on Instagram, oh, and Snapchat, and we're just I mean it's all right there. So I am uh, trying to navigate. Okay, I've got a teenage daughter now. This is a whole <laughs> How do I do different this? ball game. <laughs> yes, yes, and you got to do it with both male and female. I'm only a boy yes. mom, so I don't know what that's oh, going to look like yeah, at that point. It's, yeah, it kind of keeps you going back and forth. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> different kinds of drama, different oh, issues. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. What uh, are you loving right now? Oh, well, I'm, it's different right now since I'm not in the thick of training outside like last summer. I mean, I'm loving a little bit more home time, mm-hmm. a little bit more relaxed. Um, yeah, the kids being home and, um, yeah, how is your house so quiet yeah. right now? Where are your children? They are, I've got two doors shut behind <laughs> in my room, then back in the bathroom by the closet, different, multiple doors shut. I'm like, I'm on the phone. They're doing, we're doing like a home project. Basically, the kids are either switching bedrooms, getting new, like different moving beds around. So right now they're supposed to be cleaning their room to get ready for this project. You you know what, man, we will see. (laughs) And is it, I mean, you have worked so hard to get to where you are, but man, isn't that cool that your kids can like entertain themselves and be away from you for an hour Uh, without you worrying like someone's going to stab themselves or like fall down the stairs. (laughs) definitely a different phase I remember being in your phase where you are right now and it is a lot of work I mean it's it's really hard but I mean it's so good you've got like they're hugging and loving and your your whole world like they cannot be without you you are everything and then as they move on like they're like oh I can do more without you but you there's more independence there but then I'm like my six-year-old I'm like you're still my baby like I find myself (laughs) going up and hugging him during the day I'm like You'll, you'll always be my baby. <laughs> yeah. like, he'll give me a hug and then he runs off to do something else. Yeah. But yeah, it's different. <laughs> what is the best, most recent book you've read? Uh, let's see. My sister actually got me a book a few months back. Um, I go through phases where I'll read a lot and then I'll go a few months <laughs> without <laughs> it. So this is one I just finished a couple months ago. It's it was a running one, Lisa Mueller. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it, On the Wings of Mercury. I haven't. The, the, or wait, The Lorraine Mueller Story. Okay. I don't even know how you say her last name, On the Wings of Mercury. But anyway, it was, if there's some really good insight there from a kind of an elite runner, but she, uh, different mind things she used in races, that's probably oh, cool. the most I pulled out of it. Okay. Yeah, just like when she's 
following a competitor, competitor, what are, what she thinks to pause, like to think positive during a race situation or when she's leading someone that is on her tail. Mm, like mm-hmm. and there's just different things I pulled from it and different oh, training cool. insights. Yeah. So I didn't think I would, you know what, I didn't know why she even said what I would get from it, but yeah, it was pretty good. You're like, I have to and continue to win the little rock marathon. So I really <laughs> yeah. need these strategies. I need these strategies. Yes. Yeah. There's another, um, I don't even know. I, sometimes I'm also with, you know, kids, uh-huh. if my kids have different books, the whole giver series, I had never read until I guess my daughter recently or I had to read it. And then I just went through the whole series. So I probably need to read more. That's more young adult fiction, uh-huh. more things for just me. So that's, that's fun that you read them together with your kids. Yeah. If they bring something, you know, if they've got something home, I don't read all their stuff, right. but I like to know either what's going on or, Oh, mm-hmm. what is that about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit about it. What is but, one of your favorite nonprofits to support? Probably right now it's American Red Cross. Okay. I just was either I mean, I try to donate blood when I can mm-hmm. off season, um, try to raise some awareness for that. And then just locally with our kids track night, that's yeah. my biggest, that's probably my biggest thing is our kid local <laughs> getting kids in, you know, out there. Do you, um, do you have any favorite people to follow on social media? Yes, there's a couple um, besides my sister, Tricky Runs. Well, I just started following there's, her yeah, while we were talking. Yeah, you follow her. <laughs> yes. Um, then there's one that we kind of had, we didn't actually meet in San Francisco Marathon, but she was doing it too, and we've kind of just started, you know, we met on social media now. We follow each other as Mindset5213. Okay. She has just this, she's a teacher, and she's just lost a lot of weight. She's just more, all her messages are just really positive, and whenever I see her posts, I think, Okay, she has overcome this. To, oh wow! And she just keeps working pounds. where she is. Yes, so she's one. And then a local Arkansas mom um, here is um, another one is blonde country runner. Blonde a, country runner. Yeah, she has three little girls, so kind of the opposite of you. Uh-huh. But she's they're three young girls, and just how she tries to fit in her running with running up and down her road, okay. <laughs> trying to do strength training at home. Interesting. Um, and, tries to make you know eat healthy she just has some fun things I just she's always trying oh that's working real hard so yeah there's just some fun ones awesome well Tia thank you so much for talking to me today well thanks for asking me I've yeah just I've been following your stuff along social media and I was just really honored that you even asked me well I always want to dig into (laughs) talking to fast mothers especially (laughs) the sub three thing like I'm always intrigued by that because it's kind of something I'd like to do one day too so I always love to hear how people's you know journey to getting there what that was like so I love I loved hearing oh yes well it definitely happened after number four so okay okay well don't you could even have another (laughs) Well, that's true. I'm, I'm 33 right now. <laughs> Real quick, how old were you when you did break free for the first time? Um, four. I was 34. Okay. Well, then this year might be. Yes. Maybe next year's my year then. Next year's yes. my year. Before 30, number three. Age, age 34 was my best, probably one of my best running years. Okay. Age 34. You yep. are just like, you're just like preaching hope into me right now because I'm, I'm going to be 34 it. this year. That's so awesome. All right, Tia. Well, you have a great rest of the day. Enjoy those kiddos this summer. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. See you too. Bye. 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. Thanks, Tia, for coming on the show. I had a lot of fun talking with you. You guys head over to Facebook, join our group. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. Thank you, Kind Snacks, for being a part of this episode. Kindsnacks.com slash another to get your sample box. You guys can follow me on Instagram, lindsayhine626. You can find me on Twitter, at lindsayhine. And you can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Hine. You can also find Tia on Instagram, Arkansas Runner Mom. And you can find her on Twitter, Tia J. Stone. All right, you guys, you can find all the information that we talked about in this episode over on the show notes, lindsayhine.com. Hey, if you're still here, if you're still listening, if you would go over to your computer or your podcast app and leave me a rating and review, that would be so appreciated. Let me just explain it to you real quick. If you are subscribed to the show in your podcast app on your phone, you still have to search the show. So go to, go to your podcast app, go to search, search I'll Have Another with Lindsay Hine Podcast. Click on the little picture, and then you'll see details, reviews, and related. Click on reviews, and then you'll see ratings and reviews, and underneath that in purple, you'll see write a review. Click on that, and then you can leave a review. That's it. That's how you do it. I appreciate any ratings and reviews you guys would be willing to leave me. All right, you guys, have a wonderful weekend, and as always, I will see you next Friday.